What is free bleeding? How does interactive sex poetry actually work? Have you read They Called Me Quill? Like seriously, have you? This is basically life. Looking at queer sex, love and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo. Hallo allemaal, mijn naam is Kim Windvogel en ik werk in die mensenrechten. En ik is baie, baie opgewond om hier te wees, samen met Tiffany vandaag. <laughs> What did you say? I said, um, hi everyone, my name is Kim Windvogel. I work in human rights and I am very excited to be here today with Tiffany. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's Kim. Pronouns they, them. Kimmy Pops is flames fire. The sort of beautiful soul you can hear laughing from miles away. Whose energy you can feel when you're walking into a restaurant full of people and want to find your friends, which is exactly how I found them the day that I asked them to be on this podcast. I found where my squad was sitting because Kimmy was hosing themselves. A polyhuman with some serious Tinder power who is a brilliant travel buddy. Hashtag Mexico was a blast. Kimmy's a whole bunch of things. A sex educator who tells people how to live their best sexual lives, especially the kiddies. Well, actually how to be safe. An advocate for menstruation knowledge, know thy period. The co-founder of Femme Projects who tackles sexual and reproductive rights education. A 2019 top 200 young South Africans as voted by the Mail and Guardian a UN fellow, outright international alum, and the person who brought you the gem that is They Called Me Queer, a book of essays written by queer people of color in South Africa, which yours truly is in, despite not being officially South African. Also, if it exists, Kim will twerk on it. You ready with your interactive poet? So wait, you say I when you say a number, I say. Okay, so it's not just a number. When I say a number, mm-hmm. you make a, and you can change your you know the inflections you play. Uh huh. You make like a noise that you would make during sex. Okay. And then on the second part, you're gonna see there's a point when I where I go. Um, I was I was told I'd never get there because I like to thrust pulse, and then you go. Oh. We'll do something. Okay. And I'm going to do that like twice or thrice. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. All right. Leona, <laughs> you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Their movements are erotically erratic. A clenched fist upon sheet, wrapping legs, bended knees, and trust thrusts, and bouncing busts. One. Mm. Two. Uh, three. God. Four. Yes. Five. This pussy pulses for you. Six, mm. seven, eight, mm. nine, mm. ten. Ah. Fuck. I think I'm in heaven. I was told I'd never get there because I like to thrust pulse. Mm. Thrust pulse? Yes. You'll never get to heaven, Kim, because you like to thrust pulse? Yes. Thrust pulse? Yes. Mm. It seems like I have a confession. I've arrived in heaven and I didn't have to die. 
Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. That was an interactive <laughs> poem. That was an interactive poem. And I thought that was just, yeah, when you suggested <laughs> that at the beginning of the thing, I was just like, wait, how do we start a podcast like that? But baby, you made it work. I mean, people need to know I like sex and I like to talk about it and I like to write about it. So, yeah, you know, so that was it. an incredible poem. Is there a name to that poem? Um, no, I never title anything that I write because I'm, I'm never sure whether it's a poem or whether it's just me bullshitting. <laughs> scamming yeah it might be scamming okay okay so we are gonna actually start this the way we always start this so i am gonna be like kim yes you good i'm good i'm just going through a lot a lot a lot you know at the moment there's like a mercury retrograde renegade whatever going on i thought mercury brought itself back from retrograde i never know what's going on because every other day i see another article being like oh this is how mercury retrograde is gonna affect your star sign and then i'm like ah i always fall for it "Ah, (laughs) my big three is i'm a sun sign gemini moon sign scorpio and a rising scorpio so Mm -hmm. i've got two of the most fucky signs in my big threes if for anyone who knows astrology Mm-hmm. And like, so I always want to know what's, why am I feeling the way that I'm oh, feeling? Why am I feeling some type of goddamn way? Goddamn way. <laughs> and you know, a lot of us queers love astrology because the church doesn't love us or many churches don't. Mm-hmm. So then where do we go to find something that's bigger into the spiritual realm? And then somehow we find ourselves loving astrology. I love this shit. <laughs> you love, you love this shit. So you're one of those people who genuinely, so when you meet somebody who you want to date, do you, are you like, what star sign are you? Like, if you want to fuck somebody. Do you, are you one of those people who knows no, these things? No, 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 no. Like, I'm not that deep. There are people who no, there really are people define... Who are yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm not going to date a Capricorn because, you know, they say we don't fit. But no, fuck that. I'm yeah. not about that. I do like um, contextualizing people's behavior. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be translated or related to their, their bigger chart, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in astrology. So, I mean, I am not... Um, uh, caught up about it I mean in uh, in astrology it says that Gemini's and Capricorns don't mix I dated a Capricorn for three and a half years no. you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's not it, it doesn't define who I am but I do love more for myself and about how it relates to me like just reading up about things it's I like things you like you like knowing things whether it's materialistic things you, spiritual things you just like things I just like things or being on a podcast <laughs> no and that's why and that's why you had to be like I knew when I was doing this I'm like I think you were number two. Oh, are we? yeah you were number two on the list because I was yes. just like because this was conceptualized very very quickly I was just yes. like shit new year new me new things I even I have no hair on this I love it yeah yeah thank you is it good to shave off your hair it feels like you are a new person like you can do this to your hair the whole time your hair no. you can just move it around and you can be like you can wash and go like really oh, no, wash it's and the go. wash and go thing that oh my god I love the wash and go because you remember my dreadlocks are really I long remember. right babes batong like you had to like it was like a sunday event like there's there's a because my hair was getting really weak which is why i cut it i didn't cut it because i was like going through a time because uh. like some people are looking at me they're like are you okay <laughs> you know you've lost weight and you've got no hair what's going on how are you in sipu i'm like yeah. no my, my hair was getting really thin and i was like literally losing dreadlocks to the struggle like i'd tie it up and undo it somewhere yeah and i'd look on the floor and i've lost a dreadlock i'm like oh not today like, so like that we had to have a Sunday. Yes. So, like people's like, we're gonna get your hair back on track. Mm-hmm. We'd have to put it now. It's a it's an hour thing. You know, but like, people who, think who, it's a thing dad. when you go, oh, I can't go out on this day because with you because I need to do my hair. Like when you have long hair or curly or kinky or yeah. dreadlocks, it's there's a lot that goes into tense. it, and they think you're fucking with them. They're like, you can just say that you don't want to hang out with me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, uh, uh, 
it's actually a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't come because I am legitimately washing my hair. Like, because I got to, like, in the eight years I had my dreadlocks, I think I only washed my hair, like, at home, like, three times. Because I was like, Dang. I had to go to a salon. I had to. I'm like, look, if I'm dirty for a month, it's fine. Because me, I can't. Because by the time your arms are tired and then you're just drowning in the shower, like, because you're like, oh, no, no, no. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. And you had real dreadlocks. I have the fake ones in right now. Oh, by the way, I'm loving that look. You know, like, like when you turned up, I was like, yes. Yeah, you know, like black hair, man. We need to play around. I, I, I grew my hair now just to ha- actually have this feeling. Like I had shaved hair like you yeah. for like two years, and then I decided, you know, I actually want to feel that pull, that tug in my hair, not in a sexual way. I want <laughs> oh, to go to the salon. Like, I was like, oh yes, uh, again, again, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to go Getting and I want to feel it. <laughs> so now I'm feeling it. Also, my frown lines are gone because you. Know, I'm almost turning 30 soon, so it's like you're almost turning 30. What okay, am I really to not. Dudes? I'm lying, it's not a year. <laughs> wow, I'm you 29. Are so young, <laughs> you're so young and so damn fabulous, which actually allows me to segue into the thing I yes. wanted hmm. to initially talk to you about, but now we're just gonna talk about everything, right? So they called me queer. Mm. Magic, B. <laughs> Freaking magic. I was going to make you read me a paragraph, but you clearly have not brought the book with you. I, I was terrible. I was in the Uber, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, I need to get, I, I need to take this thing. And then in the Uber, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, like, Kim, you wrote, okay, so at least tell us. So the piece you wrote, you wrote about your polyamory. What was the name of the piece again, love? It was called To Poly or Not To Poly. Aha, mm-hmm. yes. But you were also, the thing that made you magic in this was you actually also. You compiled the whole thing. You call yourself yes. a compiler. Yes, co-compiler. Co-compiler. It was mm-hmm. you and who again? Myself and Kelly Eve Kupman. Uh-huh. Um, I was the main compiler, so I mean, we we don't have to shy away from that. But it was, but it was a, 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 a it was a team effort, mm. and you had a great. Um, uh, publisher Naima Masood from Quela Books. Uh, Kelly Eve was there to assist in the process um, nice. that I was leading, and there was just a lot of work that went to it. We also had another Kelly on the team, Kelly Smith. I think you might know yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, she, Kelly <laughs> Smith, the naked girls reading yes, Cape Town. thank you. Yes. Such a vibe. She also contributed and yes. she edited the book. Um, Bruh, like, you, your squad came in deep, eh? The squad came in deep and we sat through weeks, months, nights of intense anxiety and sometimes trauma and sometimes wondering, <laughs> is this ever going to come to fruition, you know? Because how long did it take? It took us a, just over a year. Wow. Um, yeah, because when you're working with a lot of people, look, we had, uh, I think, about 30 contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard when you're working, everyone's working remotely, there are deadlines that need to be met. You know how it works. Even yeah, yeah. when you're sitting in an office or working together as a collective in person, even then, shit falls through sometimes, it's right? It's like herding cats. Yeah, you yeah. never know, like, eh, eh. Keep it here, keep it here. Like you try to keep like say, hey, can I please send in my contribution four months late? No, bitch, you can't. That actually happened. Really? Like <laughs> there was someone, I'm not going to say who this contributor was because their piece was included, but they they had a deadline and then literally the day before we're supposed to send everything off to a publisher, they send in their submission and it was so great that I was like, I wanted to be that person where I'm like, no. You had a deadline, <laughs> but then I read it and I'm like, oh, we need this. It's so great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good mm-hmm. and it adds a lot of context to other people's pieces as well. Oh, okay. So, they, you know, shit happens. And I'm also one of those people, you ask me to contribute and I'm like, yes, yes, I've got time. And then I forget about it. <laughs> no, it's fine because you've got like, so sucks. freaking much on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when I was doing your bio, because I also know all the things you've been doing. But then like now when I was looking properly at your bio, I was like, 
this bitch though. <laughs> like, can you just calm down? Why are you like this? Like, but so why did you actually compile it? Like, and because okay. because I know it is um, a collection of stories and essays from queer people of color yes. in South Africa. Yes. You let me in even though I'm not South African. <laughs> yes, I'll explain. I'll contextualize that mm-hmm. once you finish your question. Yeah. So why why did why did you like why like why because. A lot of people will be... Because you know there's probably people who got feelings on some... Why is it only, like, queer people of... Like, like you know, if they look at it now... Yeah. They're like, why only queer people of colour? You know, queer people were so broad or so thingy. Uh, uh-huh. Why are you just like... So why queer people of colour? Why do the, the thing is... In, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, why I totally get it. Well, firstly, the, the, the queer people of colour QPOC vibe is because... Frankly speaking, we need it. And mm-hmm. I think the people who are, who have caught feelings... Would you like um, more wine, by the way? Please, please, this wine is delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the people who have caught feelings, they should definitely read the intro to the book, <laughs> the introduction that I wrote, um, and also question themselves as to why they're catching feelings. In society, white people generally take the baton themselves, even if it's not handed to them, they just take it and that's fine. You can do what you need to do. But that means we should also do it and we Mm -hmm. should center our feelings and our stories and our narratives and claim ownership over it. Mm Because a lot of the times when our stories are included in, you know, this white centric narrative, it centers around trauma and it centers around extreme sadness and almost like anything that we want to do is just we're just sad, basically. Yeah, we're oh, just living so a life of sadness. sadness. Yeah. And that is something that definitely threads our stories together. Mm-hmm. However, that's not all we are. Mm. And that is why I decided, myself and Kelly Eve decided that no white people, the only thing that we will not include here will be white people's narratives. Because there are so many spaces outside for um, people to have their stories told, mm-hmm. right? So for us, it was very important to center it and to have a book, you know, especially the initial one. I don't know what's going to happen if we do another one. Maybe we do include other voices, but mm-hmm. for us, it was important to center it and to make sure that people know that you matter. And the second reason why this started was because when I, I never came out, there's another story that we can discuss if you want to, but mm-hmm. when I started to accept who I was, I went online and I was looking for stories of my people who I can relate to Fokolo, Dololo, nothing. And even if it was there, it was very American and it wasn't our stories, Mm -hmm. right? And I was just like, no, fuck it. We need to do this. And then I met a friend of mine called Azina Muhammad. Um, They live in Nigeria. They're Nigerian. (gasps) Amazing. I love them. I know you know them. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) And they compiled, with a team of other people, they compiled a book in 2018 called She Called Me a Woman, Mm -hmm. uh, Nigeria's Queer Women Speak. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they gifted me this book while we were doing a fellowship together in New York City. Mm -hmm. Uh, They gifted me this book and said, here, this this one is for you. You get it for free. You know what? read it and at this time I'd already thought about something like this for South Africa Mm -hmm. but I'd never really spoken to anyone about it if I did it was like we should really have a book yeah no like when you when you have the conversation yeah yeah let's do that and also let's start a tech startup and also let's start an app and also you know let's just yeah exactly It's it's a lot of shit so then um, she gave me this book and we, I read it and I was like, no, this is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have to follow the same process they did. I know yeah. they did a completely different process. They did, um, I think they did a lot of interviews and a, a lot of... A shit ton of interviews. That and thing they, took years. I heard traveled. about that when I still lived in Cape Town. Like oh my I, God. And that was in a cool 2014. That thing I think exactly. only dropped in 2016? 2018. 
2017, No, they they did a completely different process that mm. I respect. Yeah, I mean, no, that was really heavy. Yeah. Some of the stories in They Called Me Queer um, was written from an interview base, but I decided not to say like whose submissions that was or whatever because it's like it doesn't matter. Mm. The point is it's still the person's story. So it is written by them just in an oral way. And in African tradition, oral history is has always been the thing. So um, we made a decision I, to I not was, mention that. I was just such a child. Every time you said oral, I was like, hee! <laughs> I mean, we all have a little bit of oral, you know? Yes, actually, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit a lot. Okay, okay. So you, you saw it and you saw that it was possible here. And then, yeah. So then you just started having the conversations. Yeah. And then- started having the conversations. I uh, called my friend Kelly. I was like, Kelly, you have time. Do you want to help me with this? Kelly was like, yes. Uh, my other partner for the organization that we ran is called Fe- uh, Infem Projects, Lauren. She wasn't available at the time. That's the only reason that, um, that she you, wasn't a part of the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But we decided, another reason why we decided to do it is because funding in South Africa is very hard, especially if you're on a feminist organization and you're trying to do stuff in a different way. So for my organizations, for those who don't know who's listening, um, called Fem Projects, Freedom of Education Motivate Empowerment. That's what it stands for. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. <laughs> Shock. I thought it was just like, because I'm fem. No, no, hell no. No, no, it's it's, it's a bit more inclusive than that. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, that's what it stands for, freedom of education, motivate empowerment. We were like, shit, funding is hard. It's so hard. And it's so fleeting. It comes, it goes. Funders have a flavor of the month. They go, you know. We actually need to one day talk about that. We're going to do a podcast about that. Like funders and flavor of the month. It's a lot, eh? Babes. Like you fuck (laughs) around. Next thing you know, you close your organization because you're not hot, hot, hot. You can't retain staff. It's a a lot of things. I think a lot of people can relate to what we're saying. So we were like, hey, let's do a book um, and use it as an advocacy tool for the work that we do at Femme as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the donations, or donations, listen to me, like mm-hmm. people are donating, all the proceeds <laughs> of the book, <laughs> all, <laughs> all the proceeds of the book uh, uh, go to go to the organization oh, okay. to do various things. That is incredible. Going, yeah. You have to do a part two. You have to. You have to. <laughs> I want to. I want to. If my uh, publisher, Quella Books, Naima Masut, Naima, listening, please, we want to do another version of They Call Me Queer. Yeah, because I think it did, like, as far as I can tell, it did really, really well. Yeah, it's still doing really well. And we, <sighs> I'm actually going to Wurtfiest next month. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to drop, but in March on the 13th at 2 p.m. in Stellenbosch in Cape Town, I'll be doing an appearance there. And in April as well, uh, end of April, I'll be going to Set Wurtfiest. So there's a lot of... Um, uh, not representations, listen to me. Uh, showings. You know when you you, you, uh, you go yeah, somewhere? Uh, showcasing the things that need to happen. Yeah, it went yeah, to that Sweden, one. it went to Frankfurt, it's mm. going all over the world. And it's, ah, so it's appearing in spaces. It's There we go, there are many appearances. Thank in God spaces. you brought that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you must know, we must do the things. So, like, actually, the fact that you brought up Femme Projects, I mm. love that. So, because... I, I would really love to know a little bit more about, like, what you do within Femme Projects. Because, for me, they called me queer. Like, having followed your, um, having followed your, like, your career, quote-unquote, right? <laughs> yeah. It felt like you just went left. Like, I know you'd written for yourself. <laughs> but, like, all of a sudden, this honey's just like, guys, I'm dropping a book. How, please? Like, <laughs> like, but you'd been online talking. Like, I, for a while, knew you as the period person. Yes, yes, You were the yes. period person. Always I'm telling still us, a period person. Know your period, have your period, <laughs> engage the period. Me, I'm there like bleeding on my thighs, being like, but must I though? 
Yeah, so um, FEM works in sexual and reproductive health and rights. So mm -hmm. we focus mostly on uh, going into schools, working with kids and talking about their bodies, talking about how that relates to who they are. Um, talking about sex. You know, kids want to talk about sex. They want to they know do. things. Parents don't talk to their kids. Uh, teachers don't talk to their students. Everyone feels a type of way when it comes to just having these open conversations with people, humans mm -hmm. who happen to be children. There are age-appropriate ways in speaking to kids, you know, about sex. Mm -hmm. um, it's If you keep it informative and uh, if you keep it in a level that is, this is information and I, I'm not encouraging you because that's another misconception. People think you go into schools and you're like, yes, sex is sex and we want you to have sex right now. Yeah, here's a condom. Here's a go condom. Go in the bathroom now. Put it on. <laughs> This is not what this is. Mm -hmm. It is us having conversations, mm -hmm. showing them firstly how to use condoms. Because this is another thing. People put stuff in schools, just condoms, or they put uh, whatever there. And they leaflets. Expect kids, leaflets. They're always like these nonsense leaflets. Kids don't know these how are, to use these, condoms. These are the list of STIs you can get. <laughs> the last STI is pregnancy. You're like, hey. Yeah, what, is that <laughs> like no, and like you, guys, there's some nonsense leaflets yes. like that. These are the things, the bad things that will happen to you. STIs and pregnancy. Exactly. So now you're like, is a pregnancy an STI? What must we do? Thank you. Who you knows? can't, it's just, you can't scare kids into not doing things that they are already doing but not talking about. And that is the thing. So for us, it's very important to firstly talk to kids about their bodies, mm -hmm. talk to them about periods regardless of gender, talk to them yeah, about... because yeah. because boys and their engagement with periods, they need to it's know. like... Like, like, like I saw this tweet, um, mm -hmm. NASA once asked if um, something like 500 tampons was enough for a seven-day mission to the moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rocket scientists, my people. <laughs> They're like, yeah, so now we're sending a woman. Hey, okay. Um, so 500 tampons. <laughs> It's, it's good, it's yes, it's no, it's, it's what? I mean, this is why we need more people of gender variance yes. in, in those spaces so that we can just be like... So somebody's like, no, just use like for a day, like on a really heavy flow yeah, or whatever. Like, and also like, can you just not? Also, can you find out if I'm on my period or not? Yeah. Like, like that's, I think, first things first. Find out if I'm on my period. Yeah, if I had to go to the moon, you know what I would do? If I'm if I if I'm expected to have my period during mm -hmm. that time, I would just go to the doctor and mm -hmm. get the prescription for this pill that I forgot what it's called. Mm -hmm. And but this pill will literally delay your period coming. Yeah. Like two weeks. I'd just be like, hey, I need a period delay a pill because I am not going into play a place with no gravity. Bruh. Bleeding. How on the your fuck thighs. does that even work? Like actually, I would I love to not. know that. I would love to know that. So when you get your period, say you're like. Because the free bleed is another thing. Like, mm. Do you know about the free bleed movement? I, I free bleed. You sometimes. free bleed? Okay, give us two seconds. We're going to talk about yeah. that. Because like, I just like free bleeding's like got my mind feeling some type of way, yeah. right? Um, so like, so you go to the moon and you're part of hashtag team free bleed, right? Yeah. How does that like, do you even get your period? That's my question. That's what because I was going to ask isn't it? Isn't the period based in mo is gravity like, yeah. like, you know, pulling the blood down? So now, do your eggs just give it a like a shake in there? So now the I don't know. Like I I'm, I'm no not idea. a biologist. I, I, I don't. I, I am not any of the things that we're talking about. <laughs> a rocket scientist. I, I'm not a, a rocket scientist. <laughs> like I don't know. A doctor. But I would love to to find out how that 
Like works. actually, we should Google. Like should actually, Google actually, so maybe we should that, that that will be one of the things I put at the end of this podcast because at the end of this podcast, um, there's always information. Yes. So I'm gonna Google what happens yeah. when you have, have your period, period in space. space. Because I know you can still cry, but I mean your your tear ducts are right here. It's yeah. Not really, so it's, it's just different. like thinking, and then like it just goes <laughs> just forward. Goes. <laughs> and it's like Lucy, Lucy, are you crying? I can no. feel it in the main deck. I'm not crying. It's just, it's just you know, I'm cutting onions. Cutting onions. Yeah. <laughs> so wait. So you're part of Team Free, free Bleach. Okay. So let me contextualize. Okay. Because uh, then you have to also tell me if mm-hmm. your team put lay down a towel. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll. Okay. So those are the two questions. So for the last couple of years of my life, other than the last seven months where I'm at a formalized, uh, I have another job here in Joburg and that's why I'm here, but mm-hmm. we won't speak about that right now. Um, <laughs> oh no, no shade. No shade. No, no, no shade. I, was, I, I just meant like, like, <laughs> like we ain't got to talk about that to, now. Again, contextualize. My God, why do I love this word so much? No, it's your word of the day. <laughs> yeah, word of the day. Kim's word of the day. Contextualize. <laughs> so um, for a couple of years before I came to Joburg, I was working from home. Mm-hmm. And even though I had a menstrual cup, there was a time when my menstrual cup expired and I couldn't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to use it anymore, actually. Um, I have a new one now. But anyway, so at that time, I started to be like, I'm at home. I don't have to do anything. I work in my bed or when I'm at my desk or wherever I am. Mm-hmm. So why can't I just let my body do the natural thing and just free bleed? I understand that a lot of people firstly don't have the option. Yeah, because if like, you're at work all day, you can't be a price with a house cooper. Exactly. Free bleeding. Or they don't have the option in terms of they actually just have to free bleed because they don't have products. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different things. But for me, I'm in that position where I had the option. Mm-hmm. So I have to acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, I would just like, walk in my panty and my panties all have like red stains on it because I didn't want to put it on. I didn't want to do the hassle of maintenance because people think it's just like putting in a tampon or putting in your cup and then leaving it. It's not really how it works. You have to maintain your menstrual hygiene and stuff. Mm. So for me, I liked it. I liked sitting on a towel and just letting myself bleed and I go to the bathroom and then I'll do like a little wash. I'll go back and I do the same thing. Um, (laughs) I'm very lucky I don't have a very heavy period. My period is about four days long, four to five days. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only heavy for two days. The mm-hmm. first day is very rosy colored. Ooh. Second day is a little bit, it's very heavy and, I, I, and I'm and i an asshole. Don't don't come around me. Like you, so actually, so that's another thing, right? <laughs> so many things and you, and you warned me we'd do this because like, because <laughs> this is also how we have conversations in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading this article about how PMS and all those other menstrual mm-hmm. things are actually very context specific. So you, so like they, they were arguing that um, it's a, it's in a very Western play, like Western sort of spaces and what's it spaces and this whole paper. Cause like it was a, it was an article mm-hmm. on the internet, but then I clicked and somebody had written a paper about it. And they're like, if you go to places like, you know, like, you know, your bog standard person in say India or wherever, mm. where like, um, women's like the women's position in society is a lot more tenuous and mm. you like you you finna get snatched for breathing like i knew somebody went to india and was told they walk too fast for a woman <laughs> i'm like wow fam like really like so but then in other spaces so their argument in this was women globally are so like um confined and brought down and etc 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 so the ones who have the space have um almost like not using it, but like have embodied that moment where they can feel everything they need to feel. Mm. And so there is, yes, that slight um, 
hormonal change. Yes, but like then you just you feel it and you like this is a time when I am societally allowed a lot more mm. to be a thingy. So I was like I was I found that both shady and then I also understood it because I know my cuz then I went and I asked like my parents mm. and like not my parents my mom obviously mm-hmm. I didn't ask my dad. <laughs> so you know when you're on your period um so I I used to ask my mom like so that I asked my mom like you know, did you ever do the whole PMS thing? And she was like, no, I don't know what you children are doing. And then <laughs> I asked my aunt, she's like, no. Like this thing of like catching feelings around your period, it's not a real thing. So I don't, I don't know. agree with that. You I don't th- agree with that? No, I think that, uh, again, this goes throughout like history and time and mm-hmm. what um, people who menstruate are allowed to go through. Mm-hmm. I think that... No, go on, top us all up. Oh my bartender. God, I was just, I was being very individualist here, right? <laughs> Pouring for myself. That's, that's like not feminist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that for a lot of older people, especially, you weren't just given this, you, you just weren't given the space. Firstly, mm-hmm. our parents had apartheid and slavery mm-hmm. and extreme gender roles that still exist, definitely. Yeah. I'm not, you know, uh, saying it's, it doesn't. It's not like we're all egalitarian. No, yeah. tot- totally not. But I mean, it's, it's, it's different. We're, we're, we're kind of taking up space mm-hmm. um, in terms of what's happening to our bodies, etc. I don't believe that our parents can say that they do not PMS or that, or they can, they can say it, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that people do not go through those changes because hormones don't lie, yeah. you know? And But we're just not given the space because we're looked down upon when we are on our periods because like, oh, is it that time of the month? Oh you my know, gosh. people always look down on that and it's like, yeah, nowadays when people say that, I'm like, yes, it is that time of the month and, and regardless of that, I will fucking stab a bitch. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I will stab a bitch really. today, tomorrow, in a month and a half, so, <laughs> so it's not your vibe. Okay. No, it's just, I, I do believe that so I think that, and this brings in a broader conversation about things like period leave. Mm. Ooh, um, wow. Which I, which I was in a debate about a couple of, uh, two years ago uh, on Afternoon Express. Uh, on Afternoon Express? Mm, yeah, no, we just had a discussion about period leave and I also wrote about it for Cosmopolitan because you'd be surprised to know that in China there are some provinces where they allow period leave as well as in Zambia. Um, in Zambia, they call it Mother's Day. So it's very gendered because it's not just women who get their periods. There mm. are men who get their periods, non-binary people, gender conforming people. Um, a lot of people who were assigned female at birth get their periods. And mm. a lot of women don't even get their periods because of other issues. So it's not just women. That's a very narrow way of looking at it. It's it's just people who menstruate. Yeah. So, well, from how, how, how I speak in the language that I use. But, um, oh, it was like, I stuck to them so much that I sometimes forget where I'm going. My train of thought just leaves me. Oh, yeah, period leave. Yes. <laughs> period leave. Uh-huh. So, yeah, in Zambia, they have period leave. They call it Mother's Day. You have one day in your cycle where you can call in and be like, yo, is this is not happening? I'm working from home. <laughs> but in China, it's the same thing. But you, it's optional. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who went for it were like, women have been, you know, we want equality. We don't want to be looked down upon. We don't want X, Y, and Z. But the thing is, we don't want equality. We want equity. And a lot of people who don't menstruate, you don't menstruate. So you don't need this leave. It's also not sick leave. It's also not part of your annual leave. This is leave because some people have things like PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. Some people have endometriosis. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people become completely, uh, have to isolate themselves from society because they actually cannot work with people around maybe they can work from home etc etc so periodly for me is something that i think we should really discuss in this country Mm -hmm. um 
it's a tricky it's a tricky slope it's a tricky place to talk about because a lot of again people believe that it's going to put us back because people are going to be like no it is that time of the month so you should go home you know people are going to use it as an excuse to again just be misogynistic mm. um but in the broader scope of things it's something that we really do need to discuss um and see where people fall on it for me i would love to stay at home on my day too because I, I bleed everywhere. My pants, it goes through my pants. And I, the worst thing is oh. that, like, I live in eternal fear of leakage. <laughs> like, right now, I'm living in eternal fear of leakage. So, I'm going to just tell a story, because safe space. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Safe space on a podcast. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> so, I was at my favorite restaurant the other day. Yeah. Like, two days ago. And I fucking leaked. It was, it was the beginning. But they have, like, these beautiful, like, light gray couches. Oh, what? Yes. Okay, I was... Oh, my goodness. Thank you, you for told, You told me before that's your favorite oh, place. Oh, my God. I got up and I was just like, I can't ever come back. And, like... So then I tried to fix it by putting a little bit of white wine on it. Oh, my God. I don't know. I Did was it straight? I don't know. Because I, I put the white wine and then I just sat on it. I was just like, I'm going to take the hit. Take the hit. <laughs> Because it was also raining, so if I ended up with, like, a patch of wet... It's fine. It's fine, because it was pouring. It was pissing it oh, down, uh, right? Like, it was God. pissing it down. <gasps> and when I got up, I don't think it, it helped that much, but it helped <laughs> a little bit. It's anyway, I live, in, I live in thinking of leaking. Like, I was also once at this um, conference. It was at the by the other foundation. If you actually look at the photos of... I was on a panel. Yeah. If you look, I'm actually sitting with my leg underneath me. And because it's not because, it's, yeah, because I was like, and I was wearing this flimsy dress that loves to catch a period. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have some clothes that just <laughs> spread it, guys, spread it, guys. Yeah. So, and if you look at the photos to this day, everyone thinks that I was just trying to be cool, sitting like that in a dress. No, B, I was trying to like hover. Oh so I God. wasn't touching because the other foundation had these beautiful, everybody and their light uh-huh. fucking gray shit. <laughs> Like, beautiful. It was, like, this color. Like, if you can't see in the studio, it's, like, beautiful, light gray, and it was mm-hmm. absorbent material, hey? Oh you know that that, that fancy Cory Croft shit? Oh, my God. Oh, I bought this a secondhand Cory Croft couch the other day. Yes, also, queen. Uh, I bought two of them, and I am just so happy now. Yeah, can... no, Cory Croft is gorgeous. Also, but I have to get a secondhand. I'm sorry. That shit is expensive. You walk in there, basically, they charge you a hundred rand to breathe. Yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No shops. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, ma'am, um, we've debited your account. We- also, I just wanted to add about the thing that you were saying about how you were sitting. Mm-hmm. You could totally just say, this is how bisexuals sit. <gasps> yeah. Wait, I heard you say you're, you're a bisexual. I am a bisexual. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm like, you could, because you know how there are so many memes where they're like, oh, how normal people sit, mm-hmm. how bisexual people sit. It's yeah. like, we're just always, our legs are everywhere. Wait, are you it's bisexual? Like, what do you identify as? Actually, I, I didn't even ask you this. No worries. I identify, or I am, you whatever am. I am. Like I, I am, whatever you say yeah, I am. Well, no. I would like, change the lyrics. I am, whatever I say I am, bitch. Oh, <laughs> nice. Eminem got served. Exactly. No, no, no. It's more like I am... Um, so I never really identified with the term bisexual. Mm-hmm. I really like the term pan. But uh-huh. that was before I knew that there was a lot of bisexuals who reclaim the narrative of what bisexuality means. Okay. Also, bisexuality doesn't necessarily mean that you are into men and women. Mm-hmm. It just means that there are two genders that you that you like. So mm-hmm. any and we know that there are more than two genders. So yeah. it doesn't have to be man woman. It can be like you, you can like be like non binary. Yeah. And yeah. This and, yeah. Okay. But then for a lot of bisexuals, they're like I don't have to for all my life I've identified as bisexual mm-hmm. um, and now there's this term pansexual 
that people are using. And many bisexuals are like, fuck it. I'm not going to change that. But what I can change is how I see bisexuality. I love who I love, mm-hmm. regardless of... I, I hate that that phrase and I just use it love who I love fuck it. <laughs> love I who I lust love. who I lust after I fuck who I fuck I want to be with who I want to be whatever I it side eye who I side eye thank you <laughs> I live who I live um, like uh, and that to them is pansexuality meaning I like you regardless of your genitalia and mm-hmm. for me that's very true that rings true to me I like you regardless of your genitalia of course I think like in the last couple of years, I've been mostly with women mm-hmm. or people who identify as being women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's okay. You know, if that, I ever, that's you doing you, that's me doing me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just like conversation. I like cuddles. I like someone who takes care of me and who cooks. I like cooking, but Jesus, you I like, sweet easily some... uh, behind the pots. I'm just like, Ish, I'm tired. <laughs> Go sit down and not eat tonight because yeah, I'm because in the mood. like I'm I'm a, I'm a eat, I'm I'm just gonna eat like a slab of butter because like because I'm I in the mood. For I shit. can't I can't I just can't cook. No. I legitimately can't cook. Okay, I can cook. Oh, child, I can't cook. Really? Yeah, I'm, I just like started burning water now. It's Do you think it's because you haven't practiced it? Maybe mm. there's something that happened when me and Sipu moved in to our own space. Uh-huh. So like when we were living, so I did that really fucked up thing where <laughs> you low key move your partner in. But they're not paying rent. I yeah. apologize, guys. <laughs> okay, so KK Nyasha, this is another official apology to you. I understand now that I was fucky. I thought you all was hating from your singledom. Oh my God, what is happening? It's a mess. <laughs> oh, this, this is uh, Messica. What is happening? It's Messica. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that thing. But then when we moved into our own space, I suddenly realized she cooks better. And she hates washing dishes. Oh. So that was a thing. But yeah, Wait. I feel like I had one last question to ask you because we need to wrap up because we could sit here for like oh the next God. four hours. I, I told you this was going to happen. I, Tiffany yeah. was telling me, for everyone who's listening, Tiffany was telling me, I'm going to send me you on my own podcast. questions. I'm gonna, and I was I just sent like, questions. this Bitch is not... <laughs> I was like, this is not how I do things. <laughs> because if you're trying to confine me, oh my God, that's when I go, and here today we have gone past. But yeah, I had nothing to ask you about <laughs> menstruation. Like, actually, like now. So, okay, last question before yes. we wrap up. Here we go. Team lay down a towel or not? Do you have sex on your period? <laughs> like, why are you laughing out in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> okay, do I have sex on my period? Yeah. Um, again, it depends on the context. <laughs> I, you must contextualize. What is it? Um, a contextualize. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it really does depend on the context for me. Um, it depends on who I'm with. Mm-hmm. It depends on what they're feeling on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not everyone's cuppa. Cuppa sauce. Essentially, it's not ah, everyone's so menstrual no. cup of tea. Ew. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> no, no jokes for you. I'm a menstrual cup. I can't make the joke. I don't know how to. How to oh my god, I'm menstrual never gonna survive this. I just got this idea of a cup of blood. Like I just also for those. Have you watched Dracula, the series how, on Netflix? I have not. Please watch it. It's really good. Have you but watched Love Is Blind? That's another thing. Love Is Blind is. Oh no, the the, I, the 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 reality show. Yes, so good. Oh my god, okay, it's a mess. Oh it's a fucking mess. But okay, let's not. <laughs> but that's not gonna point. be it for a so whole year. The context for you. Yeah, it depends on the context. I don't mind sex in my period, especially like day one and then my final couple of days when it's really just it's drying up, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, and the same for, for other people. But if the mood is there and we are really <gasps> like we can't, can't. I don't mind it. I think it's and I think sex on your period can for a lot of people be calming and it can be stimulating and it's 
because it's actually kind of nice. Your cervix has dropped at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are, um, it's heavy. Stuff is coming from your uterus. So your cervix naturally drops. Mm -hmm. And that's why for a lot of people who like penetration, um, when they have sex either right before their period, mm -hmm. when it starts to drop, mm -hmm. or or just after their period, um, it's almost like there's slightly less space, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's the same thing during your period, your cervix is dropping. And then also you've got this natural lubrication, um, because your period is not just blood. It is a lot of other minerals. It is. It's a, lot, it's a ton of things. It is so many things. Like it's, it's gooey. Yeah, As exactly. opposed to when you cut yourself where exactly. it's just like, ah, oh, shit. There's lots of tissue. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, cells. There's a lot of stuff that it's, comes out. It's wild down it's there. It's really wild down there. <laughs> so for me, as long as I don't have sex on my heavy days when I'm feeling shitty, mm -hmm. um, and as long as the other person or persons, however many people are involved in this scenario Group uh, <laughs> exactly feel like they are comfortable then then really i don't have an issue but for me the only thing is i won't have sex on my period if it's someone that i don't know when we are just you know fooling around uh, uh, i'm not this is not this, this is not, not the type of show this for me okay other people can do that and yay i'm you know i'm in your corner it's mm -hmm. just i can't i don't i don't want to ah uh, okay yeah, because it's going to make me too, too self-conscious. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm self-conscious even with somebody who, for 10 years. So there's things. And then there's some people who that's their vibe. Yeah. Like, I've met people who are like, outside of my period, yeah, no, sex is great. But during my period, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I, whoop. I just, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kim, I have to say thank you. Oh, this has been so great. It's been very hot. I get hot very easily because internally my... Oh, I've got like this hot... I, I you, wish you all were in the studio oh, to see this. It's God. like, it's become a mini point here. So <laughs> I'm going to cut this off. And yeah, so I'm going to cut this off. Bye, everyone. Bye. Being around Kim is always such a vibe. And always just one big tangent. Like constantly one big tangent. So... The big question of this episode, can you have your period in space? I did some digging and found out what astronauts do. So apparently we were actually just making stuff up when we thought it might just float away or something. The body has got this. The period simply just happens the same way as it does on Earth. Engineers never had to think about tampons and sanitary pads until 1983 when the first woman went up into space. This was the instance I was talking about where NASA wanted to send up a hundred tampons for a week mission. Like, love yourself, ask a woman, do you not have a wife? Just be better. But time has moved on and the science folks have realized that nothing major happens on short-term missions anyway. But on the longer missions, the jury is still out. Researchers are now wondering what's going to happen when astronauts have to embark on faraway spaces like Mars and Pluto and your anus. Boom. Hilarious joke. Because the waste disposal systems on board the ISS, the International Space Station, don't know how to handle menstrual blood as the toilet system is connected to the water reclamation system, which recycles urine into drinking water. And nobody trying to be sipping a tampon, no one trying to be sipping blood, nobody here is Dracula, okay? So now you know what happens when you have your period in space. Just keep bleeding, just keep bleeding. This is Basically Life, and I am your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Life is not always that complicated. 
This podcast was created by Hala Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studios. Music compiled by Mbali of Chosen Flower Collections.